if i am able to be a better person than yesterday i am growing in some way or the other so so that revenue goal or that goal post what of whatever you've decided in your career or that designation or title will come in a couple of years Welcome to Reaching Your Goals. My name is Hannah Herbst and depending on the day, I'm either a certified leadership and career coach or a management consultant and I have an MBA from NYU Stern School of Business. Reaching Your Goals is my career-focused podcast where I sit down with inspiring individuals and we talk about leadership and career-related topics to provide you with the insights to get one step closer to living a fulfilled professional life. My mission is simple, to inspire you to reach your goals, lead with kindness and have some fun along the way. For episode 13, we have an important topic, sales, falling in love with sales. And that is especially important for everybody who is not in sales. Because if you think about it, we are selling something all day long. Think about the presentation where you talk about your results. Maybe you want to get on the promotion list or maybe you're looking for a new job and then uh, you are selling yourself when you go through the whole interview process. So getting better at selling is so beneficial for everybody. And I have a wonderful guest for that. It's Roshni Baronia. She's a true sales expert. She's from India and there she is the host of Ace the Sales Podcast, the first female-led sales podcast. But that's not it. She has a consulting firm where she's focusing on sales topics. She has a podcast production company. So she really knows. In her work, she's focusing on getting more women to have a seat at the table. And still, this conversation is relevant for everybody who wants to grow more of a sales mindset. I'm curious to hear from you, and you can tag me at Delegate or Reaching Your Goals podcast. And if I can support you, for example, with my coaching hat on, you can always reach me at hannahadelegate.com. With that, it's time to fall in love with sales. Roshni, it's wonderful to have you here today. How are you doing? Are you ready? Oh, yes. I'm excited. Yes. <laughs> yes. Perfect. Then thank you so much for joining me today. I'm excited to have you here. How are you doing? I'm good. And yes, it's approximately 2.30 p.m. on a Monday, mm. Friday. So quite a lot of buzz happening since the week is winding off. So quite a lot of things to finish. So yeah, going good otherwise. Perfect. And to get things started, I would like to start with a few rapid fire questions. What is one silly thing about you that drives people around you crazy? The thing that drives people around me crazy is that I am very particular about keeping things at the exact place that they should be. So People are in my house are not allowed to change the place of where the scissors is kept or, or where the where the knife is kept. So they are not able to change any location. So yeah, I, I tend to forget if you change the place. Your first business was in fashion. What is your number one fashion rule? Do your own thing. I mean, I don't 
follow fashion rules and it wasn't actually into fashion per se it was in, into furnishings and gifting items but with respect to fashion also i just follow what suits you what what you feel comfortable in so your wardrobe your fashion is supposed to make you confident and comfortable mm-hmm. what makes you feel confident and comfortable my smile so whenever i am able to authentically smile in a given situation or an atmosphere it means that i am feeling that i belong here i am comfortable and yeah my authentic smile is what makes me feel confident and it's a beautiful smile i need to add <laughs> what is your favorite social media platform favorite is instagram because mm-hmm. i like the way people visually present themselves they show up as their authentic selves most of the time the real selves but i am equally active on linkedin because that's a professional space more of intellectual conversations happening so i like both but yeah i instagram has a little bit more of fun quotient also added who's one of your role models my role model is indra noi because because she came from a very humble background and all throughout her career even after reaching one of the highest positions of being the ceo of pepsico which is a global company she managed to carry that humility with her all along so i admire her for that and i hope and every day try to be as humble as possible in whatever i do in the way i approach and interact with people so yeah what is the most important quality in a leader the most important quality in a leader i believe again is humility in the first place and then secondly empathy because it's okay that you are not in the same position or in the same state as the other person but just to have that compassion and understanding of what they are going through or what is their situation if you have empathy you at least take the time out to hear them listen them out and create that space that uh, so that they are able to to share what's happening in their life okay so so as a leader it's very important to see both sides of the coin and empathy allows you to do that when is the last time that you negotiated for yourself for myself see i'm a business owner so i every day negotiate <laughs> for what i work for <laughs> for my services and all of that so i always negotiate for that but but apart from that what i negotiate not recently but at one point of time i did negotiate for for what i want to do in life because there are see so many situations and sometimes people also who will come in the way of you achieving your dreams so i did have to negotiate between what's important for me and what is expected from me by others so so i stood the ground of what's important for me this is what i want this is what i'm going to pursue and that i think it's an everyday struggle not a one time thing what is the best advice you've been given in your personal or your professional life 
So the one advice which I recently heard and was very relevant was bloom where you are planted. Because often in life we keep cribbing about that if only I would have been in another city, I would have had better opportunities. If only I would have got into that college and got better education, I would have had a better career. So we keep cribbing about things not being right anywhere around us. But the truth is that you can make the best of whatever you've got. So do your best, try the best you can do where you are with what you have. And that's what bloom where you planted means, irrespective of whether you see it in a personal context or professional. Last question for the rapid fire. What is one thing that we cannot Google about you? Like I don't too much share behind the scenes. <laughs> All of the social media managers will keep telling you, show me your behind the scenes kind of a thing. But I am not too much of an extrovert person, especially on the digital of things. So, so I don't reveal too much of my personal life on social media. So yeah, you cannot Google too much about that from me. And to prepare for our interview, I watched your TEDx talk, Rooting for Women Changemakers in Every Home. Yes. I loved it. I thought it was oh. so inspirational. Thank you. In that talk, you're also sharing your story. And I think it'd be so interesting for our audience to understand more on where you're coming from. And if you could share, say, the key milestones that led you to where you are today. It's such an inspirational story. Of course, I feel... Everyone has some or the other story that resonates with other people. And for the longest time, I felt that this, whatever I've gone through, is something which is a struggle for every woman. Like, it's so difficult for women to break out of the molds of patriarchy and pursue their dreams. And till the time I didn't do that, I felt that it's with everyone. But once I got to the other side, I, I felt that now that I have done that, it's my responsibility to share it with others. Even if it is like, I don't know, maybe small or insignificant for others, maybe. But you never know who it resonates with. So, so my life journey started way back in the teenage years where I wanted to take up commerce and study business because as a child, I had seen my father as a serial entrepreneur and looking at him, I also wanted to be a businesswoman. And I felt that since I want to be a businesswoman, I should study commerce. But as patriarchy says that you should be uh, eligible for marriage by the age of 22 by having signs on your biodata, your marital biodata, so that you get a good husband. That was the only criteria people around me were looking for when they were trying to decide the career or education part. Career was not was not even the picture. You just get educated, just do your graduation and then you will be married off. So that's the only plan that they had for me. 
So, so, so the timid girl that I was at that point of time, I didn't even question and I went ahead, studied science, got married. And uh, it was like from 1995 till 2007. I didn't know what happened to my entrepreneurial dream. It was somehow just just vanished within the the responsibilities of family, meeting expectations that everyone else had from me. And somewhere in all of those things, I felt that I didn't prioritize myself or my dreams. And it was only in 2007 that I finally said to my family that I have always wanted to have a business of my own. And I think this is the time. Otherwise, I will never be able to do it. So I have to do it at this point of time. It was, of course, very uncomfortable for them. And I did face a lot of resistance from people around me. But it took a lot of determination from my end to stay my ground and and just uh, try to manage all the things not to be a bad daughter-in-law, not to be a bad mother, but to be a, a good businesswoman also. Just try to learn so many things at that point of time as a first-time entrepreneur. So too many things happening, but I was just trying to please everyone around that no one should have, com- have complaints for me. And that was actually quite taxing and quite quite heavy to take on both physically, mentally, emotionally. But but the only fact that I was able to hang on to that dream for such a long time and it was so important for me to fulfill this dream of mine that I pursued it and thankfully I did continue my first business which was into e-commerce and gifting and personalized products for kids. I did pursue it till 2016 Till the time I realized that uh, it's not just my story and it's just not just my struggle. It's the struggle for many other women also that first, it is very difficult to start a business and second, to scale it. So, so now that I have done both of them, so why should I just focus on growing my business, but others also? So that's when I moved into consulting in 2016 to help fellow women entrepreneurs grow their business to the next level. Since then, I've been consulting women entrepreneurs, small business owners in sales and business strategy. And just an year back in 2020, I started my podcast production company also which is helping experts and entrepreneurs share their wisdom with the entire world. So that's been my journey from being a entrepreneur in probably the teenage years of 1997 to being an entrepreneur in 2009, being a sales consultant in 2016 and in 2020, converting into a serial entrepreneur by starting my third venture, which is a podcast production company done for you podcast. So, yeah. And you're not only the company owner or the producer of podcasts, you have also the first female sales podcast in India. Yes. I think that's also a big applause. Yes. yes. So the started with just a little thought that I do work with so many women around sales and uh, it's just 
a few of them that I can help as my clients. So why not share this fact that for a business owner, it is so important to embrace selling as a skill. In fact, fall in love with it so that they are able to take their business to the next level. So whatever I had as knowledge, whatever I've learned through my experiences and through working with clients, I started sharing through the medium of part podcast and bringing on fellow experts and business owners to share their journey of falling in love with selling. And yeah, that's how it started. Thankfully, when I started in June 2020, there was very little conversation about women and sales being put together alongside. And that's what made me the first Indian woman to host a podcast on sales. And following that, lot many initiatives have come in which are focusing on women in sales. I am so happy and encouraged to see this kind of a change happening and the ripple effect being created. And the one word that I scribble down as role model, it's safe to call you a role model for other women and to oh. really support them to grow their business. Thank you. And before we learn how to actually fall in love with sales, because I think that should be the objective for us today, there was so much strength in your story. Just one, two questions on that. Where do you take, say, the strength to really pursue your dreams? Where do you take that from? So the courage or the consistency or just the persistence to follow the dream is that it's my dream. Mm. I have the ownership of it. No one else in the world cares about my dream. They will not push me to achieve it or not achieve it. It hardly matters for them. The only person in the world who, for whom it matters is myself. So when I pursue my dream, it feels that I love myself. I prioritize myself. It's a, it's a way of me showing love and acceptance to myself. So, so that's what we, gives me the courage and persistence to pursue my dream. Because otherwise, for women especially, it is so easy to give up whatever we want for the sake of others. We are by default nurturers and it is expected and we very easily give in to that expectation that, okay, you leave your career, you leave your dream, you leave your job and take care of the family or take care of the elders or take care of the child. But just the fact that that dream is important to me and I am prioritizing myself by following my dream is very, very important for me. That gives me the courage and persistence. Because otherwise, everyone will put you in the second, third or fourth place. But you have to put yourself in the first place. Oh, I'm so with you. If you don't do it, nobody else will. Nobody else. And you mentioned dream a few times. And it sounds like it's my definition of purpose or it's like in the same area. What is your dream? My dream is to... Or my purpose is to just be better than yesterday. Your, your external world is a reflection of your internal world. So if I focus on growing myself spiritually, emotionally, intellectually, creatively, then putting all the pieces together, I'm able to become a better person. And if I am able to be a better person than yesterday, I am growing in some way or the other. So, so that revenue goal or that goal post what, of whatever you've decided in your career or that designation or title will come in 
in a couple of years, right? It won't happen instantly. But what will happen instantly is if you are able to make better decisions today than you were taking yesterday. If you are able to prioritize or manage your time better today than you were able to do tomorrow. If you are able to have more clarity about what you are doing in life today than you had yesterday, you are a better person, you've grown. So so that's what the daily endeavor is, to be better than yesterday. Wow. And with that, let's find out how we can fall in love with, with sales and how we can grow there. What decisions do we need to make today to sell more tomorrow? I think <laughs> that would be amazing to find out. Sure. What is the so-called sales mindset for you? So sales mindset has actually a very interesting influence of patriarchy for for us women because because traditionally we've been told not to ask too much or not to put yourself out there too much don't be aggressive don't talk too much and sales actually was traditionally perceived to be all of these things you had to be aggressive you had to be talkative you had to put yourself your out there <laughs> yes <laughs> so that was one thing which actually made women stay away from sales and even as business owners they they used to hate selling because it required them to do all of these things so that's one the another thing is that whenever you talk about sales always a masculine figure pops up in your head so the image that comes up in your head is of a pushy car sales person which is as cliche goes that is the figure that or that is the image that comes up in your head and women do not align or associate themselves with that kind of an image so so definitely that comes instantaneously an aversion a contradiction that i cannot be this person so i cannot do sales so so those two things actually as a result have a very negative impact on the mindset that women carry that we cannot do sales this is not for us and if we do sales we will seem very pushy people will not like us and everyone wants that people should like us right so so that's why we have so many issues with the term sales and the action of sales that women tend to stay away from it but when i talk about the revolutionized way of sales mindset in my ebook i i have mentioned there that leave aside all those things women have some superpowers which actually can be leveraged in sales women are great at reading minds and non-verbal behavior of people so the gestures how the facial expression uh, is uh, communicating what's going on in the head of the person so women are naturally very perceptive towards non-verbal behavior and facial expressions and all of those things this actually is a great advantage in the domain of sales because you are able to understand your buyer and a prospect in a much better way 
And I guess this is then going back to if you are the one that is not, say, the privileged one, sometimes you don't have the voice to raise it, so you have to sense what's happening. Yes. Okay. Exactly, exactly. And because this is, many a times it happens that in sales, it is one of the domains where you will face the highest number of rejections and you will get to say, to hear no from your clients, right? But again, that term no has a very high level of intimidation for intimidation from people because people again don't like to be disliked so they avoid <laughs> saying no and and as a woman you are more perceptive towards understanding that the person is going through some struggle they are not coming out clearly whether they want the solution or they don't want and if they don't want why they don't want so so women are able to create that atmosphere of comfort where the client can openly share what is working, what is not working for them in a particular business solution. So, so they, they, they bring down the barriers of intimidation and make the space very comfortable so that conversation is able to take place. Not a sales pitch, but just a simple conversation. So that's then the other superpower. The first one that you mentioned was this sensing on what's happening. And this the second one is making the other person feel comfortable yes. to openly share. Yes, yes. And, and the third thing is that women are very, very persistent. So, so like I said earlier, that by default, we go through so many ups and downs that at every phase and every stage of life, we have to persist through through situations, through adversities in order to achieve and get what we want to do in life. And that persistence helps us in a sales situation as well. Because always sales cycles are long and they need a proper amount of nurturing of the prospect and you as a salesperson to carry that much of perseverance and persistence to follow through that sales cycle. Okay, so women comparatively have a higher level of persistence and perseverance, which helps in a sales situation. And you mentioned now that those are specifically superpowers of women. Yes. So since these elements, these behaviors or skills are very important for sales, men unfortunately have to develop or work on them. And for women, mm. it comes naturally. <laughs> so there is the difference because, because if you see women can be naturally good at sales in spite of them calling themselves introverts. So even if someone calls themselves introverts, they can be very good at sales because active listening is again a very very key aspect of sales so if someone calls themselves an introvert then hey ask a great question and just listen to your client what they need so that's the best way to do need analysis and hear from your prospect what they want in a particular business solution so if you are a woman or if you call yourself an introvert just ask great questions asking great questions and active listening are two like uh, twins <laughs> yes i'm sales. nodding big times here <laughs> <laughs> yes what i also find important sales for people that are not actually in sales because i think this is also relevant for somebody say working in finance or in marketing yeah. like asking those questions to really get a sense of what's happening true 
True. I, I think there's oftentimes also this misperception that sales is only for people being in sales. Definitely. Sales is for, so like if you would have heard about a book by Daniel Pink, he says selling is human. And in that he says that selling is for every individual, everyone, every day, even a husband, if he wants to take his wife to a vacation, he has to sell that idea that why we are going to Hawaii and not Bali or why we are going to America and not Australia. So every time you have to convince and sell to other people, you have to sell to your children, please eat veggies and drink your milk. So it's selling every day, day in, day out. And it's not just for people who are into the sales profession or for business owners, but it's a skill. It's, it's, a, it's a life skill nowadays because it involves so much of understanding of the emotions of other person, emotions of yourself. And it also involves a lot of, uh, lot of soft skills. So say, sales is a, a matter of soft skills so of course now in nowadays you have to have the technical knowledge as well there is the strategic bit as well but traditionally if you say at the foundation level sales is skills it's art science and skill if you make this concrete how can you ask for your own worth how do you do that somewhere i recently heard that you will not feel salesy if you know you deserve it, if you are not able to identify your own worth, how will others put a value of worth to you? If as a business owner or if as a sales professional, you are never going to buy your own product, if you are not your own client, why would any other, anyone else be? So just before even thinking about going out there to sell your product, program or service, just ask yourself, if someone were to sell this to me, would I have bought it? Would I have bought it at this price? If you get the answer, yes, you will be able to confidently sell it. But if not, then probably you are selling the wrong product or you need to actually work on your mindset bit a little bit more because it just so happens that and that's why there are different 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 verticals of selling also enterprise sales is very different from probably e-commerce sales the way you sell high ticket solutions and programs is very different from probably what a travel agent is selling so there is a skill and an art to do any kind of sales. So if you see when, when you have luxury apartments or real estate to sell, you have particular kind of people. People dress up in a way which aligns and matches to the kind of client they are serving. So, so they try to establish that element of similarity. And that similarity doesn't not only has to come externally in how you appear in your physical appearance, but also at your mindset level. So you will be able to ask your worth. Ask your worth is asking the price of your product. And if you extend that question, because the one thing that's popping up in my mind is salary discussions. There's always discussion that women make less 
money for the same job. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. one reason is also that in salary negotiations, they might not ask for the higher price tax. So yeah. why should the companies pay more? Yeah. And how can you push women to be like, oh, you're worth more than that? How would you go into that discussion if you have the worry that you need the money to pay your bills? You have obligations. True, true. Like I said, that it's very important for you to grow yourself at the mindset level. So I mm. always say that raise yourself in order to raise yourself in sales. Sales is a skill-based thing. And how do you elevate your skills when you elevate yourself? So you definitely need to work on your affirmations, your sales mindset. So the so the way I I tell people to work on their mindset is a very tangible, action-oriented thing. So firstly, you have to work with affirmations because a lot of things we believe about ourselves of what we can do and what we cannot do, what we are capable of, what we are not, what we are worthy of, what we are not comes from our mind. It stems into the words we tell ourselves. So start giving better and positive affirmations to yourself with respect to sales also. What would be an example for such an affirmation yes. and how should you tell it? Yes. So, so an affirmation would look like that my clients pay me for the price I ask them. I am worthy of the price I command. In fact, there is there is a sales planner. This is a free PDF that I have. It has 10 sales affirmations. If you want, you can share it with your listeners. So oh, perfect. So, so the, these affirmations help us to hear our own words and what we hear, we tend to believe over a period of time, right? So it's the way to change that. Journal about them, write them. And the second step then is to identify what aspect of selling you feel most aversion to. So for example, if you feel that uh, following up your clients is or following up your prospects is one of the diffi most difficult acts for you. So, so then try to journal down what parts of it you do not like, how you can change it. So on one side of the column, you write what what things you don't like, one, two, three, four, five. And on the other side of the column, you write what specific actions I can take to overcome those fears or those challenges. And those solutions or those actions can range anything from uh, getting your friend to be your accountability partner or hiring a coach or uh, reading some book or journal or reading to podcasts or, or somehow developing yourself in that particular skill game. So if you feel that following up is your weakest point, then probably you can do a small course on it. So start reading it yourself, equip yourself with more knowledge. Knowledge is powerful. So equip yourself with more knowledge to how to be better at following up with your prospects. And once you gain that knowledge, automatically you will gain the confidence. And then thirdly, try practicing it. Practice, practice, practice till you become perfect. So practice it with your friends, practice it with your mirror. That's the best thing. You 
just when you'll start selling to yourself in front of your mirror you will be most afraid because it's still easier to sell to other person it is the most difficult to sell it to yourself <laughs> so so do that so so those are some of the things that you can do to actually work on your sales mindset in a very actionable and tangible manner and one question about the affirmations are you supposed say to write them down on posters put them on the mirror that you see them every day or how would you do that so ideal is that if you have a set of like five affirmations over a period of time you will uh, tend to remember it but say uh, say it aloud to them don't just read it hearing yourself saying it is very very important so so you have to speak to yourself saying it mm. so you just don't just read it in your mind say it so you will become the weird person talking to yourself. <laughs> yes. So right at the start you asked me now what so what is the weirdest thing that you do? <laughs> People around you find weirdest. This will be the weirdest thing. <laughs> No, I love it. And I also like the part about the self-reflection because, I mean, I need to understand what is it where I'm struggling. And if I now go back to my example of, say, price no negotiation or salary discussions, it's like putting an offer out there and then it's all you've done. And then, then you need to see and wait for the other person coming back, accepting it or declining it. And then wondering, oh, did I ask for too much? That's one thing oh, that's yes. coming up in my mind where I'm like, <gasps> oh, yes. Second guessing and self-doubting, that is like the favorite thing for women to do. Second guessing ourselves. <laughs> so once we put out our offers, once we put out the quotation, once we put out even podcasts. So I work with women a lot in as a podcast clients as well. So they are so, so much doubting and second guessing their voice also. So that is, I think, one of the favorite things we tend to do. But but I think the the good good thing that comes handy and is helpful is taking support of communities. Be a part of a very supportive group. Uh, if you if you feel comfortable with a bigger group, it's okay. But if you feel that a smaller group of five six people or a mastermind kind of a thing is help. helps you to stay comfortable helps you to open up important is sharing be vulnerable in front of someone who is able to share with you or just receive you as you are so sharing of that vulnerability is very very important because how many times it happens as women that we doubt ourselves we we keep sitting on the sidelines and do not jump on the center stage and let that spotlight shine on us because we second guess ourselves be it with the price we with the quotations we the proposals that we send we keep fearing that oh my god i had sent something wrong and that's why the client has not responded and not taking a minute to understand that maybe something else is going on in their lives maybe they got busy that's why they were not able to respond it, it doesn't mean that they didn't like your proposal but we tend to take everything so personally we tend to feel that it, everything is my fault i had written something wrong which the client did not write like so so that is a place where a support group a community can help where you are able to just talk yourself out and then the community can help you they can lift you up and that's what women do right women support other women empowered women empower other women so so take help of a support group where you can talk these things out and just share it and just get some comfort talk there and uh, yeah that's the only thing we need to do 
And the one thing I'd like to add, I know one thing that is on top helpful for myself is like preparing, say, looking at statistics to really understand what are the average prices to really get a sense, am I in the right range? Where do I want to be? So that gives me confidence in feeling like, okay, this is fair to ask. And I think this is going back what you were saying yes, before, yes, know what absolutely. you're worth. I think that is the logical way of reasoning with yourself that, that that's the average market price or that's the average industry quotation. So that's the way to trick your mind actually. But until unless you make your mind believe truly, it's, it's still not going to happen. So, so yeah, you need to work on both the things. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. I, I, I truly believe it's like what you said with the affirmations, the self-reflection, working on yourself, getting support from friends, working, practicing. Yeah. That's the basis. Otherwise, it will come across also as very insecure when you ask for a certain price tag or you want to sell something. Yes. Like the yes. other person Absolutely. will also sense and it. And practice is key. You, you don't, things don't get easier. You just get better at them. So... So practice as much as you can. Sales is all a practice. And the more you repeat, the more you start believing it to be true and authentic. And that is going back to your yes, purpose, getting better every day, absolutely. right? Absolutely. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> I have a few more questions left. Say, what is coming up next for you? For me, what's coming up next is some great shows that we are launching so right now the focus of my work is uh, mm -hmm. creating more podcasts and being very intentional about bringing more female voices into podcast a podcast as an industry is very very green and nascent in india so we are all raring and preparing to take center stage of the podcast industry's growth in india that's what where we are headed a lot of ideas around how to make it better, how to propel it as a tool, as a medium for business owners to leverage it for their business growth, for sharing their voice of wisdom and to share their expertise and knowledge and whatever they've got with the entire world, because that's the way I did it. When I started my podcast, it was just a mere thought of sharing whatever I've got with a lot many others. And look what it did for me. It helped me gain so many awards it helped me get to this podcast and talking to you Hannah and and it has brought me such beautiful opportunities both business-wise and personally and and that's that's what make me believe that the potential of podcasts as a tool for business growth is very very potent and powerful and that's what I want to bring to many experts entrepreneurs coaches and consultants that's where we are headed and it's the focus of my professional life right now. For this show, whom else should I have on it as a guest? So I would recommend Naveen Samla. And he's also a podcaster from India. And he has done like 300 plus episodes. And he is someone who <laughs> is a very energetic person. And um, he manages both his work, a full-time job, and podcasts and that to multiple podcasts and is an inspiration to many young students and entrepreneurs and employees who are getting into the workforce so he's become a role model in, in himself so 
and we started off same in the podcasting journey and i i loved the way he's taken the growth being a professional being a corporate employee so so yeah he's something you who you can invite to your show perfect i will ask you for the sure. introduction to navin afterwards and for everybody who's inspired to work with you maybe even launch their own podcast show how can they stay in touch with you so they can definitely pop in a message to me at instagram at roshni underscore baronia uh, r-o-s-h-n-i underscore b-a-r-o-n-i-a and the next play, best place for them is to hop on to ace the sales podcast where they will get to learn a lot more about sales and selling and how it is so so easy to fall in love with for women especially so head over to ace the sale on whenever you are listening to this one And I listened to a couple of the episodes and just small things like no is an abbreviation for next opportunity. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that is one of my favorites. <laughs> Don't fear the no. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's so many nuggets here and there that I already picked up just from listening to an, like a couple of episodes. I love oh, it. Oh, thank you. I think you're doing a fantastic job in your show. Oh, thank you. Thank you. And also, thank you so much for joining me today because I think this was so insightful and really actionable and how to get better at sales especially for our fellow ladies so thank you so much for joining me and i hope to stay in touch with you oh definitely and thanks so much for inviting anna and you had such brilliant questions and you yourself are so full of energy you are a very good host you <laughs> bring you. out the energy in your guest actually so you are doing a brilliant job and wish you all the best with all your endeavors and this podcast thank you said in the intro i think this topic is so important because we are selling ourselves our work all day long so getting better at that it's really really beneficial anyway if you enjoyed it as always hit the subscribe button if you haven't done so yet you can listen to the show in spotify apple Podcasts, or wherever you enjoy your podcast and if you would like to rate it be my guest And a nice comment in Apple Podcasts would be great as well. Thank you. With that, we are one step closer to reaching your goals. Talk to you guys next time. Bye.